0: On listening to zero. Distortion. You know, every generation of metal has kind of a fad genre that pops up at some point that it gets popular and a lot of people love it and a lot of people latch on to it and There's a lot of hangers on for it, but then also there's a lot of credibility to it as well, and a lot of people rightfully continue to love it for years and years and years to come. And the, uh, let's see. In the 2000s, we had Metalcore, you know, the melodic style of Metalcore where you had like Killswitch, Engage, and Atreyu, Bullet For My Valentine, 36 Crazy Fist, stuff like that pop up. Then the 2010s, we had Gent and Deathcore. Well, the late, two, late 2000s and the 2010s, we had both Gent and Deathcore. Deathcore came first, I guess, and... Uh, kind of pissed off all the elitists if you will and then gent happened and it was just it was just a whirlwind of that's not a real genre and it's like i kind of am inclined to agree it's not really a genre but one of my favorite of these fad genres is one from back in the day one from my childhood it came up when I was but a wee lad. I wasn't even listening to the stuff until like ten years later, pretty much once the genre was mostly dead. Um, we're talking about new metal, you know, new metal—the uh, the angsty agro metal, trip pants and jean coats and spiked bracelets and spiked spiked hair, spiked everything, you know, the the edgy look, I mean, I had it, I definitely had it, I had dreadlocks, I did the fishnet sleeves and black fingernails, and, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, if I could just go back to that look, I wouldn't mind, I enjoyed dressing like that, I really did. I would probably do it a little bit differently now, maybe, I don't know, but I digress. When it comes to even these fad genres, you usually have your, like, the progenitors, like some of the bands that really pioneer the sound, like, when you look at melodic death metal, Swedish death metal, you've got In Flames, Dark Tranquility, and uh, At The Gates, when you look at uh I'm not gonna say thrash metal because that just gets wild because you've got the big four and then you've got, you know, anything that came before that. When it comes to death metal, you usually look at like death or possessed or something like that as kind of the pioneers. With new metal, it was corn. And I feel like some people aren't ready to admit that corn kind of I can't imagine hearing corn in ninety four without any context and never, just never hearing anything like it. it, it it just sounds different from the stuff that was going on at the time, and that's, it's amazing to me, so, of course, with any of the, as with any of these genres, things kind of explode and turn into a mushroom cloud of other artists doing similar styles to varying degrees of originality and success. Just like anything else, you've got so many ultra generic metalcore bands that have the whiny vocals with the un- unimaginative um harsh vocals and then you've got plenty of bands out there that are gent bands that just like they literally just clone Meshuga music-wise. And then the vocals are just... Mostly... You know... Whiny, clean singing and stuff. And then you've got all the deathcore bands that... Every one of these genres has... Has that... Very generic ground. New Metal... I felt like... Everybody kind of had something going on. Something. I mean... Corn were the first ones to do it and they were super tortured and angsty and Slipknot were angry and mean and fast and then you've got, um, Coal Chamber were, like, the real, like, goth kids that wore, that wore the goth stuff and then you had, like, um, you had Dope who were, like, the, the industrial kids in the gang and then you had all the bands that were, uh, New metal adjacent, if you will. You had your um, Static X, if uh, Static X, Deftones. You had plenty of Mudvayne. You had plenty of bands that brushed with new metal. Like they had a few. They had an album or two that could be considered new metal. Incubus, Incubus as well. System of a Down. These are all bands that at some point were considered new metal, but then at some point broke away. Deftones got in way more into dream pop and just became more eclectic, and kind of defined what they were going to sound like for the rest of their career. On White Pony, System of a Down kind of did something similar. Well, no, I think uh, I think Toxicity like could have been considered new metal and their first album but once you got to steal this album it 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 felt like a little bit of a different ball game and then i mean static x they they only feel similar because they're they're cut from a similar cloth from all those guys and static x is from the same time period same generation so i mean yeah they're gonna they're gonna seem they're they're gonna they're gonna slip right in and mudvayne i mean they to be fair LD50 does feel like new metal but it's like the closest thing you're going to get to progressive new metal like ultra weird stuff crazy inventive baselines, interesting super interesting riffs i mean it's just different i mean that's why i love new metal so much and it just it just, cuz the idea behind new metal in case you don't know it's basically like taking heavy metal just you heavy metal and mixing it with like a lot of different stuff, funk, hip hop, and uh, alternative rock, just mixing a whole bunch of stuff together. New metal, it, it wasn't the first fusion genre, but it was, it was one that really did something different in my eyes. Cause it, it brought so many different elements into metal at one time. I mean, you had bands playing super duper heavy down tuned and just not playing as many solos, and just it 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 was different it was very di- it was a very different feel and sound from some of the stuff that was going on at the time and speaking of rapping um that's part of the new metal package at times. I mean, we all know Corey Taylor from Slipknot and Stone Sour, the, uh, the great big mouth. He, he can, he can drop some bars. He can rap. Um, you know, uh, let's see, Rob Flynn from Machine Head. He, yeah, he did a, he did a decent job. Bert C Bell from Fear Factory. Also, new metal was one of the only, if not the only fusion genre to make a bunch of old time bands look back, look at it and say, you know what? It's popular. Let's show these kids how it's done. And I mean, Slayer made a couple albums like God Hates Us All and was it Diabolus in Musica? Uh, Machine Head made The Burning Red and Supercharger. One of those turned out well. One of those didn't. Uh... Fear Factory did Obsolete and "Digimortal." Again, one of those turned out really well. One of them didn't. However, I like both of them. And then um, probably the most famous and most acclaimed of those would be um, Roots by Sepultura. One of the most respected thrash metal bands of their entire generation. Rightfully so. They thrash metal, death metal, groove metal. They they did it all. They did it all. I mean, they're 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 in there with Fear Factory for the level of respect that they have garnered and just retained because they they are that important in the metal scene. But anyways, I digress. Rapping ends up in new metal. It's kind of it kind of comes with the territory. So as you probably noticed, there's one band that I have neglected to mention in all of this talk of nu metal. One of the biggest bands on the planet. One of the most hated bands on the planet. Uh, don't quote me on that. There's plenty of people that, you know, still enjoy them. Uh, but there's a lot of people that have hated them and said they were straight booty for a long time and, you know, there's there's something to it. I'm, of course, talking about the band, the myth, the legend, Limp Biscuit. They're back. Ten years. Ten years it's been since they dropped Gold Cobra kind of out of nowhere. I didn't even listen to it. I listened to a little bit of it, and I was like, this just ain't it. But... 10 years later, they have dropped an album called Still Sucks. So basically what they're saying is Limp Bizkit still sucks. All right. That's what we're here today to uh talk uh, talk about on Zero Distortion. Welcome, by the way. Quite quite the intro there. A little grandiose lot 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 to throw in there. Um yeah. We're here to talk about Limp Biscuit. Jacksonville, Florida zone. <laughs> Forgotten Sons. Oh God. This is this is gonna be weird. I don't even know how to feel. What kind of stuff has been going on this week? There's been some stuff. Oh. So uh Uh, Wilderun? Wilderun? I don't know how you pronounce it. I've never heard anyone pronounce it, but I figure it's like wilderness, but without the niss, and it's just run on the end, so Wilderun, good deal. I I like them, so they're kind of like a... They're like Opeth, like older Opeth, but a lot more emphasis on the folk, the folk part of things, a lot more clean, well... Uh, they, they're just more like a folksier old Opeth, like mid-career Opeth, like way far before they ever, um, moved towards freaking, uh, like before they started making the shift like on heritage. So they've got two singles out. I didn't even know they had a single out, let alone two, uh, also, they're both fantastic, because this band, this band is wonderful, um, they kind of blew up with their last album uh, a couple of years ago, yeah, it was 2019, and then last year, I think it was, they got signed to Metal Blade, and... I I was ecstatic like these guys deserve a big record deal big contract big money they deserve it all because they're they're fantastic they're really great definitely go check them out they've got some awesome songs I mean I would suggest I, I haven't really checked out their first record but I would definitely suggest oh resolution uh uh wherever dreams unfurl um or far from where dreams unfurl yeah that's it um just 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 listen to their last album Veil of Imagination it's 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 wild stuff speaking of wild stuff Persephone put out a single as well called Merkaba they have a new record coming as well oh my god this song is n- Persephone is okay they're from Andorra which is i think around Greece they're a progressive death metal band and they are their music is god tier. Like their mu their music skills are S tier. They are unbelievably adept at playing their instruments. They're they're wild. Their music is insane and just just it's hard to keep up with. It's not exactly accessible, but it is it sucks you in with just what's, with everything that's going on, and this new song is awesome, I I can't wait for these albums, I'm pretty sure they both come next year at this point, Wilderuns may come before the end of the year, and I might, I might take a look at it, because I mean, they're, they're a popular band, lots of people in, in the, at least in the prog metal community are just gaga over them over Wilderun, I I like them a lot, I'm not, like, super hung up on them, but I do like them a lot, um, the Persephone one, though, I am really excited about, both albums, by the way, contain, I think they both contain three-part suites, (laughs) yes, sign me up, because, like, the last, um, the last Persephone album, Athma, had a four-part closing suite this this album has a three-part closing suite and it also has a song called consciousness part three it's like 11 minutes long and it's a sequel to consciousness part one and two from not the very last record from persephone but the one before that spiritual migration had um consciousness one and two and this is a sequel it's 10 minutes long it's oh man i'm i can't wait I cannot wait. I mean, we've got a new slipknot on the horizon, we've got a new corn on the horizon, and in the meantime, I gotta figure out what to do to fill in these weeks, guys. Like I'm thinking it's about time to throw in an analysis. So the question is do I kinda go back and do the one do the one that I've been talking about since like day one, episode one, kinda the reason I started the podcast, or do I kinda let that simmer? I feel like I should go ahead and do it, but I need to kind of figure out how to do it what makes sense because I don't know. I'm again I'm starting to think about revamping my my way of reviewing, I guess you could say, because I feel like my analyses are just too wild. I feel like the analysis I write is like just too I think it's too much. I think I just like take a riff and dissect it and just go over that and this and that and be like, "Oh, this is just I feel like I should tone that back but also talk about the music more, kind of like I do now. Talk about the music more and my reviews should be more just like going song by song, how I feel maybe. Now, this is all this reviews already written up. I'm looking at it right now and I mean, I'm gonna stick with this review, but from now on, I think I might go with that. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see how I feel, cause if I do things the way I'm thinking about doing them on this uh, on this upcoming week, my idea would be to finally cover one voice uh, by Warforged. From 2019. God, that's weird. It's almost three years since that. Um, which means we're closer and closer to the, um, two, whatever that's going to be, whatever it's going to look like. Um, what I'm thinking is I do it in two parts. One, I retackle, um, what is it called? The, essence of the land. I retackle that in a more succinct style, just recovering my bases and making things simpler instead of just delving into time signatures and stuff cuz I feel like nobody wants to hear that stuff. I mean, I don't even think I want to sit down and listen to that stuff. I I thought it was a good idea. I feel like some of my some of my analysis were more interesting like in one where the music is really like, is really a big part of things. Yeah. Like, um, what was it? I did, uh, mantra medium. I did medium by mantra with something like that. Yeah. I, it makes more sense to get into time signatures because you got to talk about on this one, it's three, four on this one. It's four, four, but they link up and create this crazy polyrhythm. And wow, look at the wow. We. So, yeah, that's when you should do that. But when I'm just doing, like, uh, for instance, I think it was just my third episode, I did an analysis on uh, Echoes by Wills Dissolve, and it was like, it was like, whoa, man, like, I, I I did do a lot of talking about other stuff, but there was a lot of time signature speak, and I don't know, I just feel like that's not, I feel like that's not it. I feel like I should not be doing that, so I'm going to attempt to rectify that. I'm going to attempt to find my groove on this, and hopefully I can get things, you know, squared away on that and kind of make those two, because they're both, obviously, one is recorded and, and released, but I'm thinking I could make it simpler and easier to understand and follow, and then make the other one simpler and easier to understa- understand and follow and then hopefully sit down record them both at the same time and get them out and that uh, not at the same time one would be one week and the other one would be the next week but have them together or at least have one ready to go early that way I can have extra time to to really do my due diligence and make this better that's just what I want to do but um yeah I just I'm thinking I'm thinking about stuff. Stuff's percolating in the old, uh, in the old skull there. So, I I I think that covers everything. I don't know. I don't know what this sounds like yet. I'm recording in my car. I've, like I said, I think last episode I found out that um I got a new phone and it came with a little kajigger that's like a um usb a female to usb c male so it goes into my phone and i'm pretty sure it's meant to like take a type c to a cable and make it type c to c so i can charge this thing but i can also use this to plug in my microphone which i'm just sitting in my car heat's going not very high it's 41 degrees yeah according to my phone and my car And uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sitting in my car about to, I mean, recording right now. So I don't know what this sounds like. I know that the sound quality from the mic is good, but I don't know what, I don't know if there's any like interference or weird stuff. There could be some clicks or something and that would be highly unfortunate. But at this point, I I think it would be mute, moot. I think it would just be there. So... Let's let's go ahead and dive into this. Let's let's get into this. So literally no one has ever said this. Who is Limp Biscuit? We know who Limp Biscuit is. They're a a new metal rap metal hip hop metal band from Jacksonville, Florida, formed in 1994. Now some people probably don't know all the other guys from it, Limp Biscuit. but you know Fred Durst, he's the poster child, he's the, got the, the, the little goatee, and, I mean, he's a soul patch, right, the soul patch, and, you know, once he got older, he got the beard, I mean, he's like 50, right, the backwards red cap, I mean... This is the guy. He's one of the faces, one of the many faces of New Metal, I'd say, along with Corey Taylor in his slipknot mask and Jonathan Davis with his kilt. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the look. That's kind of that's kind of the look. That's a lot of the look. Um He's your guy, he's your boy, lead vocals, rapping and uh singing sometimes, sort of from uh 1994 to 2006, 2009 to present. Uh yeah, 2009. Uh oh yeah, I guess I guess from 2006 they were on hiatus. Yeah, cuz that's when they dropped that weird EP the uh the unquestionable truth part 1. There was never a part 2, but it was like them trying to get like way more serious and political and then they just dropped off the face of the earth. I think that's when like uh, what's his name, Wes Borland started doing, like, Blacklight Burns, which was a really cool project, I don't know if it still exists, but, I mean, Blacklight Burns is a really cool project, Wes Borland is an imaginative mind, and I, I I enjoy him, so yeah, some of you might be like, well, that's it, Fred Durst is the band, kind of like you would think Marilyn Manson is the band for Marilyn Manson. It's like, nah, nah, man. I mean, Marilyn Manson back in the day. I mean, you got you had Madonna Wayne Gacy as well, and you had uh, Daisy Berkowitz, and I mean, uh, is it uh Gingerfish? Right, that's the drummer that was. Uh... Yeah. Anyways, who else is in Limp Bizkit? I don't know. Uh, well, uh, John Otto drums 1994 to 2006 2009 to present on hiatus huh he's is he on hiatus right now he's not in the band with them right now interesting very interesting okay you got Sam Rivers on bass and backing vocals 94 to 06 09 to 15, 18 to present. That's, I mean, this is, this, these are the guys. This is your core lineup for Limp Biscuit since like, since the inception, since the start, basically. I mean, these are your guys. They've always been there, except for, okay, we'll get to it. Well, I'll, I'll cover it in a second. I'll cover it. Then we've got the, the weirdo, the weird guy, the one guy that's always painted up, has, Contacts or something weird, the weird guy, the monkey looking guy, the just off the wall, crazy guy, Wes Borland, y'all know him, guitars and backing vocals, 95 to 97, 97-01, 04-06 and 09 to present, he's left the band quite a few times because shock horror, Fred Durst is hard to get along with and he can be a pain in the ass. And then, of course, we've got DJ Lethal. Turntables, sampling, programming. 96 to 06, 09 to 12, 12 by itself. And then 18 to present. Backing vocals, 18 to present. Interesting. So, I mean, there's your lineup. The, the, they really haven't changed that much over time, except uh before results may vary came out in two thousand three they had i think a couple of people left. I know West left, and that just it's like when head left corn now they didn't try and replace him, which was the right move to do uh with with head in corn, but what they did do was they tried to just continue their sound without head and Head, his place, his playing style, carried. He carried with him that entire creepy, ringing note, scary, just, just terrifying. Like just, just uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is the right word. Atmosphere that Corn's music had from some of his chords and some of the things that he played. Like he, I don't feel like he was a lead guitarist, but I, he did bring something to to the to the table for corn that when he left it was obviously missing there was something gone and then as soon as he came back it felt like all is right and something is something is back they're back on and then the serenity of suffering comes out and it's like oh my god it's like 2015 and corn sounds like they did 15 years ago it's unbelievable i could not believe my ears the serenity of suffering is fantastic. It, it sounds exactly like old old corn. It's unbelievable, uncanny. Results may vary. Limp Biscuit went through a similar thing. I think that's when uh, Fred and Wes had like a real falling out. So they were done. Limp Biscuit was not done though Limp Biscuit kept recording and they went on without West. that's when he went and did Black Light Burns around that time so they had a different guitarist I think the guitarist from Snot came in and played for them and it, it, it worked out it's just that album was bad it was not good Limp Biscuit is not known for making like high critical highly critically acclaimed albums they just aren't. It's like ICP but not as bad like ICP is like consistently known for making terrible stuff, even though I disagree with that. I enjoy their stuff. I disagree with ICP being just bad. I enjoy some of their stuff. But no, nah, like people people look at New Metal and they'll say, Oh, well, corn corn is pretty good. Corn is pretty good. Some people, I mean, obviously hate corn and think they're just cringy and just angsty and I get it, but I love it. Um Slipknot, lots of people love Slipknot. Slipknot has a cult-like following, in case you hadn't realized, which, I mean, I'm a part of it. I love Slipknot, but man, I mean, Slipknot's following can be, uh, it can be kind of cultish, man. It can be. Then again, every fandom can be. I don't know. Limp Bizkit, they never struck me as the kind of band that had that kind of following, Limp Bizkit and Stained, man. And I like Stained. I do like Stained. They're they're a really they're a really good band. They make a lot of like really unemotional kind of music and uh man, it, it spoke to me as a teenager. I really liked it. So now for the moment we've all been you've all been waiting for, I guess. Um Still Sucks by Limp Bizkit Released on Halloween, like I last I had heard, they said Fred had said, "Okay, so should I release the album? Should we release it or not?" I had seen a bunch of articles that said they he deleted the whole album a couple of times because he's a perfectionist. And at that point, I was like, I just don't care that much about Limp Bizkit. But then all of a sudden, I see that they've dropped an album, a surprise, just kind of a surprise album on Halloween, and it was like, really, and I went and I listened, I was like, oh my god, it's New Limp Biscuit for the first time in 10 years, so yeah, my very first impression was that, I don't know man, it just, it's like, they're still grasping at something that very well may be gone, it's like a lot of these new metal bands have either found a way to move on from new metal but still retain what makes them who they are at their core or they've continued to do new metal but they've evolved it to a new stage it's like corn corn can just keep doing it corn can just keep doing it cuz they created new metal but slipknot they they did new metal they got really heavy, then they started to get really experimental, and then they started to mash everything that they've done in the past together into one kind of newer idea, one sound to where they've got like lots of different stuff going on in in at, at one time and um, yeah that's that's how uh, that, that's, that's how you keep up with new Metal, my first impression of this album, was like, they're trying to make an album, for the early 2000s, like, like if this was a follow-up to, Results May Vary, or Hot Dog, or uh, Chocolate Starfish in the Hot Dog Flavored Water, but no, it just, it just didn't strike me, there were a couple, there's a couple of songs that stood out to me, and I was like, yeah, that's great, that's great stuff, but there's also a lot of stuff that I just kind of look at, and I'm like, what in the blue hell is going on here, I just don't even, I just don't even know, man, and then after time, I mean, I've listened to it a couple of times, it's fun at points, but Man, it's, uh, it's, it can get a little cringeworthy at times. It really does. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. We will talk about it. Um, man. I never thought I would be talking about another Olympus biscuit album. I really didn't. Alright, let's get into it. So, of course, out of style. We start with a, uh, kind of a quick recording? Sounds like Fred Durst. And then, you know, we get Durst being Durst after some clean guitar. He comes in and goes, hit it! And then you get, um... A really awesome riff that that made me go, "Oh my god!" Limbisket with with Wes Borland and his just weird off the wall guitar riffs that are like really heavy, but also really weird and not what you would expect them to be. Like Wes Borland is one of the more talented guitarists to come out of New Metal. As a, I mean, okay, just just like as far as surface level, just talent goes. When I'm looking at new metal guitars, I'm looking at, like, um oh, God, what's his name from Mudvayne is pretty good. Ryan is, like, the instrument star in Mudvayne, though, the bassist. Um As far as Slipknot goes, I mean, Jim and Mick, it starts off to where, like, they're really talented because they're playing this fast stuff. Then they start playing complex, more complex stuff. Then they start throwing solos into it, and it's like... Wow, these guys just have no bounds. The guys from Corn are they real they're good, they're really good guitarists. They just play simple music. And Wes Borland, he plays simple music. It's just very inventive how he comes up with his riffs. And I've always really admired that. So you got that awesome riff, complete with some turntables. I mean, he even calls out DJ Lethal, because I mean that's what you do and you know it it feels it feels like it feels like uh 2002 right now it really does and then there's some clean vocals starting for the verse i mean I, i'm not going to beat around the bush durst is not a singer he does sing a lot he fancies himself a singer he's okay he's not awful he could be so much worse but he's not that great honestly could be worse though um the problem is he does it a lot and it's like i wish there was more rapping instead of singing like you're just not a singer my friend um we get uh rapping for the chorus and it's over the uh main riff it's it's a pretty standard by the numbers Limp Biscuit song. Honestly, the second part of the chorus is kind of like electronic almost musically, and it's got more clean singing. It I don't like it. It sounds weird. It's a tone shift. It does. It's not that great. It just doesn't do anything for me. And I mean, this repeats pretty simple and typical until the end. I mean, there's not much else to it. It's it's a typical, you know, Limp Biscuit song, but I mean, it's, it's good, it's got a good riff, it's got a decent flow to it, and it, but I mean, the lyrics aren't the best, but you know, again, Fred Durst is 50, and he's acting like he's, you know, my age, Dirty Rotten Biscuit, uh, yeah, like I was saying, he's, what, oh my god, the titles on this album just make, give me the hives, It's a really nice old school kind of biscuit riff here with turntables again. It's a little bit of rapping here before more clean singing at the end of the verse. I really don't like the clean singing. I really don't. The chorus is very simple, but not in the right ways. I mean, like I said about Mastodon, they know how to make something that's simple, that's simplistic, but it works and it's fun like you can get into it it's simple but it's not just so simple this 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 chorus is very simple it's kind of repetitive and boring honestly i just don't like it i just don't really care for it and we do get a bridge here with that kind of atmospheric guitar that that they like to do um and then the chorus returns again not really the Best when it comes to songs, but not the worst either. It's all right. It's okay. I, it, they could have done so much worse. Okay, so right now on the album, here's how I'm feeling of my gauge. We're off to an okay start. I'm all right. I'm I'm not super feeling it. I'm not like whacked out on this stuff. I mean, the the songs kind of alternated. There was like a really good one with some rough spots to a really kind of a, uh, okay one with some rough spots so you know it's all right and then we get into dad vibes yes sir the 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 one that got everyone talking about Limp Biscuit again this is the single uh, oh man this is uh this this is the interesting this is the interesting one so It's got a really nice flow on the verse and the the lyrics are all right. I mean, starting off, it's it's really easy to start bobbing your head to dad vibes, man. And I I hadn't heard it. I didn't listen to it cuz I thought, hmm, maybe there will be an album. I don't know. Maybe I could wait cuz I don't care that much when it comes to other bands that I really like. I I have no discipline. I can't wait to hear singles. I gotta hear it now. I gotta hear it yesterday. I gotta hear it as soon as it's out. But I skipped on the Lollapalooza performance with dad vibes. I didn't want to. I didn't really care. It was like, oh, so Fred Durst looks like uh, Kenny Rogers. That's something, something to behold. So it's a fun song. The chorus is heavier than you know the verses. Keeping the flow going. I mean, it just it flow the the flow he's got on this song is really good. The lyrics are the lyrics are again pretty good here. Uh this to me is a good of representation of these guys keeping with their style. This is this is what they do well. This is what they do best. It's it's kind of a fun swaggering kind of feel to it and Man, this is what they do. This is what they do best, and this is something that they they do right. Now it is a bit repetitive, dad vibes, but it's very fun. Single, I enjoy. I enjoy it a lot. It's it's up there for this album. Um, yeah, and then you know it kind of. It doesn't. It doesn't stay like that. Like this album, kind of. I'm not gonna say it falls all the way off, but I'll tell you this much: this album doesn't stay at a. It doesn't start at a particularly high level. It doesn't particularly reach a high level. It doesn't stay anywhere near a high level. So this is kind of where things start to fall off the rails. So turn it up, bitch. Is this Cypress Hill? Where's B-Real? This is where I'm going to start being kind of an ass about this. I, I don't. What are we doing what are we doing here, I don't, is this meant to be a joke, I'll talk about that at the end of the review, but at the, is this a joke, what is this, what is this, it made me laugh, but it also was just like, what is, it's got this, oh my god, okay, at best, the beat is kind of fun, but it feels really flat and just like sparse. Like there's not much to it. There's not much going on. There's not. It doesn't feel like there's much instrumentation going on in the beat. It's just like a simple beat loop, and it's just like uh, it just doesn't do anything. You gotta you gotta start piling stuff on top until there's too much, and then you start taking stuff off until it sounds just right. As opposed to just ah, it's good. We don't need to add anything else. Nah, man. Keep adding until, you know, until it's too much. I mean, there's just really not much substance to this at all. Like, at all. It's just a bass line with drums and some samples. It, it, it sounds like a Durst exercise. It sounds like something that he came up with and decided he wanted to do. And literally, it sounds like he's doing his B-Real from Cypress Hill impression. And I'm sure B-Real 1 doesn't even know that this has happened. And 2 probably doesn't care at all. <laughs> the lyrics, I mean, don't even get me started. It's really not good. It's It's unfortunate. Oh my god move on moving on don't change this is a cover from nxs it's biscuit doing nxs um they like to do these acoustic covers they like to do these clean covers like uh behind blue eyes i didn't think it was that bad i don't think their covers are that bad i just don't think they're good like don't shoot the messenger but disturbed has great covers shout 2000 land of confusion the sound of silence, all of these are just awesome i I don't care. I like them. yes, we're talking about limb Biscuit so I can get to more of like my my more um I don't know the the more accessible side of my music taste. so yeah this I don't know the, the acoustic songs by these guys like I said, they don't bother me nearly as much as most others. I mean, this song is uh, generally overall inoffensive, is my uh, my takeaway. Welcome back, by the way. It's been 24 hours. So, uh, yeah, let's just keep going. Like, nothing even happened. You bring out the worst in me. Um, there's some cool harmonics to start it off, followed by some bass and more singing. It starts off okay, really. Um, it builds well to the chorus, which is heavy and somewhat erratic. Like we're finally hearing some screams and I'm finally hearing like that side of this band that i that I really like. I mean, aside from just, you know, the kind of hip hop forward, kind of like the nooky part of them, the more s- semi psychotic version of Limp Biscuit that you hear every once in a while. I don't know how else to really describe it, but I guess you could say the more metal side of them. There is a uh, break. A bridge not much to speak of here though uh it's instrumental and the song ends pretty abruptly i mean it comes and it goes it doesn't really do i mean look it's it's very fun, but it's also kind of forgettable. I don't know. It's one of those songs I think I talked about on some album. I can't think of what album it was because it was last year. Um, Some album that I talked about where basically there was a song that is really fun. If you can remember that, it's on the album. I always would forget it's on the album. This will be that song. I hear it and I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Um Yeah. That's this song. It's not a total uh it's not meant to be a jab. It's not meant to be a total indictment or anything, but I mean come on, man. It I I mean, I wish there was more to it. So here's the part in the album where things get weird. You've got like these three back to back under like minute and fifty some odd second songs that are just let's look at it. Let's let's go. First you got love the hate. (sighs) Okay. I get that people talk crap about this band and it sucks. I'm sure it does. It sucks to read that and always hear something new and some new neckbeard has something to say. I mean I mean, look at me. I'm basically a neckbeard, so you know. I I guess, you know, if the shoe fits. But Jesus Christ, this is this is just a wank fest of ripping at critics. That's all this is. It's just satirical readings of I'm guessing reviews and comments that are kind of varying degrees of biting. I wouldn't totally say scathing, but I would say more so they're just kind of mean spirited comments and things like that. And I mean, I get it. It sucks, but to make a whole song I mean, it's only two minutes again, but to make a whole song where you call these guys out and you say, you just kind of poke fun at them. And I mean, I don't know. Again, maybe there's some greater satirical thing going on here. Something more than what I'm seeing. Cause I mean, really, this is just silly. And I mean, if you want to be real about it, it's kind of, it's kind of dumb. I mean, this guy is 50, right, right, is Fred Durst 50, Some somebody help me out here, <laughs> okay, first of all, when I go to Google Fred Durst, American rapper is what comes up, alright, okay, he is fifty-one, born in nineteen seventy. My good lord! I just... Oh my god! He's fifty-one. You think? I... I don't want to be that guy and be like, just get over it. You knew you were going to be famous, and people were going to talk bad about. It. Just, but you're what you're supposed to do is instead of feeding into that like you kinda of build from it and do something with it. There's plenty of bands out there that have heard just awful stuff about them. I don't even know if ICP does this and ICP I would see doing this before Limp Biscuit, which is saying something I will say this if these are real comments, <laughs> they're they're the highlights. They're pretty funny. They're kind of funny. And if Fred Durst made them up, I mean it's still pretty funny. And the music, the music is really fun. It's very corn like. It's like uh, a Step Corn song Fred Durst was on, All in the Family from Follow the Leader. At least there's something here to take away. Not much. Not very much. There's just a little bit, but not much. Next up, we get Barnacle. Stupid name. I'm just gonna say it so yeah this is this is the this is the review where i just where i i don't know i wouldn't say this is being an actual critic this is more so i'm not looking at something i outwardly just like a lot i mean there have been some albums i've looked at where i wasn't like glowing glowing but most of the albums i looked at i was at least positive about This is definitely the album where I have the most, the most negative feelings and I'm letting my freak freak flag fly here. So Barnacle, it sounds like they're trying to do their version of Nirvana here. Musically, that's, that's all there is to know. As far as the song goes, it feels like it could have been an outtake from like Nevermind like one of those later album tracks that's only a couple minutes long and it's it's kind of a bouncy song and you'll listen to it just because it's only a couple minutes long and it's really not that offensive but i mean that's all there is to see here musically there's lots of screaming here not great screaming some of the screaming on this album is all right but not here There's really nothing to see here. Like, it's. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. I still don't hate it, but I don't really like it either. Like, I just don't. There's a part of me that now the song is stuck in my head, but. I don't actively want to go listen again. It's very strange. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, the song, though, not not for me. Empty hole. Uh, more acoustic here. Uh, this time it's an original song. It's all. It almost sounds like he's kind of invoking his buddy Aaron Lewis, if they're even buddies anymore. I feel like they they got into it. Like I think Aaron Lewis one time some somebody somebody from these bands got in uh, not literally got into it but they kind of had a tiff where one was like you know you've lost the plot you're out there in hollywood smack my printer tray you uh you're out there in hollywood and la and stuff and you know schmoozing it up and you're forgetting where you came from and f- in uh the south you're forgetting where you came from man and it's uh, i don't know I don't know if they're friends. I don't really care. It's just stuff that I see and absorb because my brain is dumb. Um. Again, it's like a minute and 50 seconds. It's a very simple song. Highly inoffensive. It's alright. But also, it's kind of forgettable because I can't remember very many details. And I just heard it a few days ago. It's just kind of there that's kind of the range from this album it's like just kind of there to what the hell is this oh man this is this is something else pill popper pill popper um i kind of don't like the name but the song is okay starts off with a recording about the pharmaceutical in industry is this is this uh what is it is this a song from ld50 i mean it sounds like it sounds like something maybe from that time period uh it breaks into kind of a punchy riff and this is actually pretty exciting the verse is pretty uneventful but the chorus turns the heat back up with a pretty great riff like it's it's a pretty fun song like I said dumb name good song or fun song I can't say it's great I mean the bridge is kind of a bridge this time it's more so a breakdown honestly um and then the song is over I mean it's an all right song my only real gripe is I wish there was a bit more that's that seems to be a theme on this album is I wish there was more I wish this beat was less sparse and just dry sounding like just there's not much going on here I wish there was a little bit more texture some more percussion or something I don't know I'm not a beat maker I've never tried I just I just know what my what would prick my ears up so you know i don't know something more in a beat or you know i don't know maybe a vocal delivery was just not there or something and then like maybe i heard a guitar riff that was like eh, it's good but i mean maybe if you that's almost pedantic that's almost kind of but it's all kind of you know pedantic at that point but it's like man i don't know it just seems like a lot of stuff on this album is just like man Close, but close, but no cigar. Do I have to say the name of this next one? I don't. uh, I don't want to. Snacky poo. I'm never saying that again. The chorus has those words in it, too. This man decided that that was a good idea to put on the record i don't know i i don't i don't know i mean yes i know they said something about chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water but that's uh, that 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 has like a ring to it this just sounds dumb so the beat starts off kind of nice but it doesn't really build to anything else again it's kind of like you know you're left hanging a lot of times um yeah i oh my god the name just i i hate it here i hate it here i can't stand it anyways um yeah I, I Again, I gotta speak on it. I really hate that some of the beats are so sparse. Like, this could be something a little bit better if the beat was, you know, a little bit better. But it makes things boring the way it is. And the song actually ends halfway through. This is the longest track on the record. But that's because it ends halfway through for a prank call to Wes Borland. It made me chuckle the first time, but it's pretty cringe to me. It's really nothing. Like the, the guy is asking Wes a bunch of questions about like is, your favorite bands are Nick Cave and uh, Godspeed, you Black Emperor, and it's, and and Wes is just like, yeah, and it's like, oh my god, what the what is what is this who is this for i mean let's finish this last track so i can give out i don't know maybe a small idea theory i don't know goodbye rightfully named good name it's an r&b song uh yeesh it sounds like usher but Durst is singing it. And Durst isn't a singer. I mean, I've gone back and forth on his singing. I've said it's not that bad. I've said it's bad. I've said it's inoffensive. I've said it's not great. I have i mean, all those things are true. And it's true that, I'm sorry, he's just not a singer. I mean, he has he has said that he is influenced by Maynard James Keenan. And I get that. I understand that. I hear that. I am too i don't think i'm that great of a singer but i still think i could prop up. i don't know maybe i think i'm better than fred durst but then again i actually i don't know anyways this guy is ursher uh, yeah, he's not so this this sounds weird uh the title and lyrics are very appropriate it's just saying uh you know goodbye at this point uh i'm kind of glad to see this one go a little bit the music is nice but it feels hacky in places almost like i've heard it before and again it's sparse there's not much substance to it and then it's over that's it 10 years 32 minutes limp biscuit still sucks Huh. Now. Overall this is uh it's not an it's not something that I would really wa- venture to want to listen to all the way through again. But there are parts of it that I do really enjoy. Now what I will pose as an idea is this album supposed to be kind of a joke? I mean, I saw somebody say something about, um, could it be them kind of testing the waters on a new album to see if there's still any interest and they're just kind of poking around and being silly, like extra silly. I don't know. That doesn't really sound like a Fred Durst thing to me, but I mean, I, man, I don't know. This is so weird. Like it doesn't seem real. It seems surreal to me. It just doesn't seem right. It doesn't. I don't know. And then again. It could just be. I've said it numerous times. And I'll say it again. Limp biscuit still sucks. I don't know. I'll leave that up to you. Now. As far as ranking the songs go. I'm not going to dig too deep into it. Hmm. love the hate is the lowest one it's not even a song it's just silly ridiculousness snacky poo i mean it's barely a song and then you get this dumb thing at the end that i didn't care about and i don't care about turn it up bitch is just annoying and silly it's like fred durst decided that for halloween he wanted to be be real i don't know is this like a is this them putting on a bunch of halloween costumes is this is that what this is about like dad vibes is you know dad vibes and he's wearing the kenny rogers thing and then like uh barnacle is them trying to be like nirvana and goodbye is them being r&b turn it up bitch is them being uh cypress hill is that what's going on i think i just solved the riddle of the sphinx goodbye is uh next. It's mildly inoffensive, but also not great. Barnacle it's getting better. It's getting better, but it's still not that great. Don't change. I mean, at this point we're just kind of at songs that don't make me angry or just insult my intelligence. it's it's all right. Dirty rotten biscuit, kind of silly, but also kind of fun. Empty Hole, I like quite a bit. I like it. It's it's alright. Pill Popper, very fun song. You bring out the worst in me, again a very fun song, if a little forgettable, but I still put it high up because it's it's just fun. It's that fun. Out of style, they started off at a great place on the album, and I mean they it was mostly downhill from there. There were some good points like dad vibes. The 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 single, the best, the best song on the album, as far as I'm concerned, it's really fun, so, I don't know, I have little bits of fun in places on this album, but in between those, I just want to turn it off, and I've done it a few times, and, yeah, that's it, I'm putting, I'm putting that in the, uh, I'm putting that one in the books, uh, so, as far as, like, upcoming stuff um i've got some ideas uh i think next week the plan is to oh yeah next friday is when the new cynic album comes out so yeah i i just tweeted about it a while ago i just got to the new um the new cynic songs and i mean they're mesmerizing as always they're fantastic um first time ever i'm actually excited about a cynic album i'm actually like looking i'm paying attention i, I like this i i've i've never been a big cynic fan before it comes out i kind of want to spend some time and listen to their albums and and kind of get a feel for them cuz they they used to be like a big thing in the progressive death metal scene but then they kind of moved away from death metal and started making just like tripped out like contortionist I mean that that's where the contortionists got a lot, took a lot of their later cues from is cynic but um yeah ascension codes is going to slap man um I'm probably going to be looking at that Um, let's see. So, yeah, probably the 10th of December. Um, the next two weeks, I've got some plans. The next two weeks, I'm going to do my first revamped episode where I'm going to take an old episode and do it in a new in a new way. Now, I don't know if that's going to be like a big thing for me as far as like my older episodes, like the older catalog when I was just pumping out like two or trying to do two or three episodes a week. Um, I don't know yet, but as far as I'm concerned with, with the new episode that I'm planning on doing the week after that, um... I'm going to need to go ahead and do a revamped because like I said, I'm going to try and make my analysis different. My analysis will be where I, nerd out on riffs and like really absorb things that are going on but at the same time I want to do it differently from how I did it before where I was like just rattling off time signatures and saying back and forth and this and that and it's like that's great and all but I feel like nobody wants to hear the time signature stuff I feel like I don't even want to hear the time signature stuff I feel like I said that earlier in this episode anyways I'm going to be revamping Warforged Essence of the Land analysis. And that is going that's what the plan is for next week and the week after that we will continue the ghost story with finally finally Warforged 1 voice. I'm excited. I'm nervous this is a big album this is one of my favorite albums i have to do it justice um it's time it's time i've been wanting to do this for a long time and i think it's i don't know what's right about now but right about now but this is the time this is when i need to do this i don't know i can't tell you why i feel like now is the time Partially because you know, I've got some I've got some weeks off um, where I don't have have anything I have to do in any like certain time period. It's not like oh, there's like five or six albums coming out this month that I really want to cover. Now I'm slowing down. Like this month, like okay, we've got those two coming up next week and the week after, December tenth. I plan on covering ascension codes by cynic and then after that I don't know what I'm doing for the rest of December um end of year ooh, that oh December 31st falls on a Friday my friends I might just keep trying to do Friday or Saturday for the episode um i've been kind of fluctuating because i don't know like throughout the week sometimes it's like man i really don't feel like recording and then i do it in the last minute and i'm up late and sometimes i'm like you know what i can't do it i've just like last night i sat in my car and i recorded some and then my phone died and i was like well that's that i mean it's done i i just have to finish tomorrow because i don't i don't have the time it's like 1230 and I didn't even finish if I'd have finished I could have done it but you know here I am I had like 45 minutes of material and I'm up to 72 minutes now it's almost half an hour more um so yeah end of year could probably fall right on December 31st like uh who knows maybe I'll put it out nah maybe I'll do it maybe I'll do it maybe i'll release the episode at midnight just for posterity's sake anyways we're thinking about some stuff that i i hadn't even thought about until just now but um yeah i am thinking about changing the day that i release on the week because it's 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 gotten kind of weird you know and then um let's see wilder runs uh Epigony that one comes out on January 7th, so first Friday of the year, and then um, the next Friday, I've got it on my calendar to cover that on the 14th, the 4th of February is when uh, Metanoia by the... I lost it. By Perfess. Ber- I can't speak. It's It's not even late. I'm just sleepy. Persephone. When Persephone's new album comes out. um, I'm really excited about that one. Ever since I first heard Athma. I've been just, just salivating for new Persephone. Because these guys are. They are the real deal. They are fantastic musicians. And they make some just Mind-boggling music. Like, go listen to the first three tracks of Athma. It's like, okay, so you know, on what is that album that I just a uh, book to by other uh, from others by no one. The first two songs are almost like intros, and then you've got this big, long, monstrous song. That's kind of what the first three tracks on Athma are. You've got like a, a, like a lower key intro, then you've got a more upbeat intro, and then you've got prison skin, which is just like, how are these guys playing this, we'll get to, we'll get to Persephone in a couple of months, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's everything, I don't know how I don't know how I want to share upcoming plans. I need to come up with upcoming plans instead of it being like the day I release an episode or like right after that, I'd say, what am I doing next? Ah, something just falls into my lap magically. I just, I I need to come up with that stuff more in advance. That's what I'm going to try and do. I've got three weeks now set up, but... Before those three weeks are out, I want to come up with what's after those three weeks and kind of start linking stuff together, figure out what I'm doing between now and New Year's, because now I'm going to put I, I don't know. I don't know, because I know I want to put that calendar someone, somewhere. I want it to be available for people to be able to see and know what's coming. I mean, then again, I could just leave stuff a surprise, but still, I like to announce what I'm doing next. If I know. And I know this time. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off here and be done. Otherwise, I'm gonna be babbling. I'm already babbling. I'm gonna continue babbling and we don't we don't want that. We don't want that. Be real. So, if you enjoy zero distortion, what I do on my show, you can subscribe to my Patreon, patreon.com slash X3R0 Distortion. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram tiktok yeah that's it at x3r0 distortion and guys we'll be back next week for the first ever zero distortion revamped warforged essence of the land leading to the following week warforged one voice it's gonna be a doozy i'm going to try and try and do it some uh, try and do it justice and try to make this episode less painful to listen to than it was before so until then I'm signing off see you guys next time also I don't know if I'm ever going to record in my car again because I, I, I I hear it I hear it guys that's not good that's not good but uh, uh, yeah, I, I guess I was yelling over the heat or the air or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. If I ever end up doing that again, I'm either gonna do the whole episode like that and not cut it, or I'm just not gonna do it again, or I'm gonna figure out how to not scream because that I I sound like I'm yelling for half of the episode. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. See you next week.